Good morning. Today is Tuesday, February 21st, 2028. Not this Shabbos, which is the total portion of Truma, but next Shabbos, which is the total portion of Tetzaveh, and that is the Shabbos of March 4th, that will be the Shabbos before Purim. And it is a mitzvah on that day, the Shabbos before Purim, to read Parsha Zohar, the passage in the Torah relating to remembering what happened between the Jewish people and the people of Amalek in the desert just weeks after we had left Egypt. We come to Shul, we hear this passage being read, and by doing so, we fulfill our obligation of Zachar Esasher Asalacha Amalek. Remember what Amalek did to us. We had just come out of Egypt. We were a threat to no one, and they attacked us. And they attacked us from behind. They attacked the weak and those unable to defend themselves. And because of their terrible evil, God says, it will be in some future time when everything else is calm and you're able to attend to this. You have to wipe out the memory of Amalek, which just stands for pure evil, pure badness. Don't forget. You have to remember and you have to not forget. So we will come to Shul, not this Shabbos, but next Shabbos. And we will hear this passage being read. And by doing so, we will fulfill the mitzvah, the obligation to remember and not to forget. It's a mitzvah. I accept that it is a mitzvah. We will do it with God's help. But I must confess to you, it is troubling to me. It is morally troubling to me. To remember hate, to maintain hate, to hold on to it for so long. This is over 3,000 years. And we're still reminding ourselves of how much we hate someone else. There is an obligation to wipe out the entire nation of Amalek, and that would seem to imply men, women, and children, even those who are innocent of any actual aggression, to kill, to wipe out an entire nation. It's morally troubling. Is that really what God wants us to do? Is that really the kind of people we're supposed to be? So I've shared with you before a number of ideas concerning this. Number one, I've shared with you before the opinion of the Rambam, Maimonides. Maimonides says it is not against any innocent people when we would approach the nation of Amalek. First, we would offer peace. We would negotiate. Let's live in peace. You don't attack us. We're not going to attack you. Even for our worst enemies, even for Amalek, Rambam says, you first have to negotiate peace. And if you can negotiate with peace, you don't go to war. That's the preferable way. Only if they continue to try to hurt us, only if they continue to try to do what they did all these years along, then those who are guilty have to be, we have to be protected. And those who are guilty have to be 
defended against. We have to defend ourselves. So that's point number one. Point number two, the entire mitzvah is moot because we cannot identify any group of people today that are Amalek. Yes, there are people that act like Amalek. There are people whose drive is to eradicate the entire Jewish people. But from the point of view of Jewish law, we do not have today a nation called Amalek, and therefore it's moot. There is no one to actually do this terrible destruction upon in the current time. And number three, our rabbis explain that this idea of eradicating Amalek, remembering to eradicate Amalek, is actually a mitzvah for us to remember to eradicate the Amalek that is within ourselves, to eradicate the stubbornness that is within ourselves, the cruelty that is within ourselves, even if it's in a small amount, the wanting to taunt and harm and belittle others, those qualities of Amalek that sometimes a little bit creep inside ourselves, that is what we have to try to remove, to eradicate, to destroy. Okay, all right. So we're not actually loading up our weapons to start uh, a military fight at this moment. Fine. But I have to say to you, even with all that, I find it troubling. I find it morally troubling. The emphasis on hate and retribution. Having this as a mitzvah, to have these feelings of hate and anger and never forgetting. And it's a mitzvah and more people are going to come to shul that Shabbos than on another Shabbos. And we're very careful to read the passage correctly. We want to make sure we're reading every word correctly. In most synagogues, we have the custom that there's one word where we're not sure exactly how to pronounce it. So we say it twice to make sure every single word is read clearly and carefully. What are we supposed to feel when we hear it? What is it supposed to do to us? What kind of a person is it supposed to make us into today in our lives? And I think that this is a serious problem. And there are numerous approaches to it. And as you might imagine, the approaches divide along political and ideological lines. Today, those approaches are at great variance with each other. I want to share with you what I think is a very insightful understanding, and it certainly comes closer to according with how I am inclined to feel about this myth. And what I want to share with you comes from a great rabbi, Rabbi Yonas and Eibschitz, written in his work, Ya'aros Devash. And Rabbi Yonas and Eibschitz writes very, very honestly, he writes that there is a contradiction between this mitzvah and all the other values of the Torah. This mitzvah stands alone, opposite, contradicted by everything else the Torah tells us. Shlomo HaMelech, King Solomon, the wisest man, taught us 
in Proverbs. If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. Don't be vengeful to our enemies. We should treat them well. And in fact, let's keep in mind, Amalek was not our most dangerous enemy. The, the harm that was caused to us by Mitzrayim, by the Egyptians, was much worse than what Amalek did. The harm that was caused to us by the Babylonians, by the Assyrian Greeks, by the Spanish Inquisition, by the Holocaust, much, much worse. And concerning the greatest enemy, Egypt, that, 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 that persecuted us for the longest and the, and the most harsh, the Torah specifically says, Do not hate an Egyptian. So somehow the normative values of Judaism, of being able to um, get over it, being able to um, somehow forgive, not forgive, but to be able to treat properly, somehow, somehow, Somehow that works with every single other, every single other enemy except Amalek. Listen to what Revive Bridget says. Because the normal default is that we do not bear a grudge and we are, do not act vengefully do, towards our enemies. Therefore, the Torah had to warn us about Amalek. For without the Torah's words of caution, even though Amalek did Israel wrong, it would be a virtue not to remember their hostility and to treat them well. And for some reason, God commands that we are supposed to carry this enmity. We don't understand it. It doesn't fit in with the rest of the Torah. We accept it. This is what God says. Okay, we accept it, but it's the exception to the rule. It's the only example that we find against the whole list of other examples that do not go this way. Writes the Yaris Tavash, Rabbi Yonashan Ibschitz, for it is not a good quality to take vengeance on one's enemies. Quite the contrary. Virtue and intelligence would dictate that they be treated with mercy and tolerance and compassion. And therefore, such behavior well suits human virtue and the bounds of the Torah. This is the glory of Israel, not to harbor hatred. But there's an exception. We may not understand the exception, but it's an exception. So we are careful with this mitzvah. We are punctilious in observing, in observing it carefully and in emphasizing it because it is the exception. It does not create the precedent of how we should act under other circumstances because we have all the other cases in the Torah that do create the precedent, that are the default, that do create the value because this, when it comes to Amalek, is not how we are supposed to act towards anyone else.
And I would suggest that this is what should be in our heart as we hear this Torah portion being read next Shabbos, March 4th. We accept the mitzvah. We fulfill the mitzvah of remembering and not forgetting, even if we don't understand it completely. And we force it to remain outside of our values. We force it to remain outside of our default. The default is the opposite of this. The practical lesson for us is that besides a malek, which is not relevant today in any event, the default is that we don't act with vengeance. We don't hold on to hate. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. And I look forward to seeing you soon in person.